letter thirteen of letters written during a short residence in sweden norway and denmark this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. letters written during a short residence in sweden norway and denmark by mary wollstonecraft letter thirteen i left tonsberg yesterday the twenty second of august it is only twelve or thirteen english miles to moss through a country less wild than any tract i had hitherto passed over in norway it was often beautiful but seldom afforded those grand views of which fill rather than soothe the mind we glided along the meadows and through the woods with sunbeams playing around us and though no castles adorned the prospect a greater number of comfortable farms met my eyes during this ride than i have ever seen in the same space even in the most cultivated part of england and the very appearance of the cottages of the labourers sprinkled amidst them excluded all those gloomy ideas inspired by the contemplation of poverty the hay was still bringing in for one harvest in norway trends on the hills of another the woods were more variegated interspersed with shrubs we no longer passed through forests of vast panes stretching along with savage magnificence forests that only exhibited the slow decay of time or the devastation produced by warring elements no oaks ashes beech and all the light and graceful tenants of our woods here sported luxuriantly i had not observed many oaks before for the greater part of the oak planks i am informed come from the westward in france the farmers generally live in villages which is a great disadvantage to the country but the norwegian farmers always owing their farms or being tenants for life reside in the midst of them allowing some labourers a dwelling rent free who have a little lad appertaining to the cottage not only for a garden but for crops of different kinds such as rye oats buck wheat hemp flax beans potatoes and hay which are sown in strips about it reminding a stranger of the first attempts at culture when every family was obliged to be an independent community these cottages work at a certain price ten pence per day for the farmers on whose ground they live and they have spare time enough to cultivate their own land and lay in a store of fish for the winter the wives and daughters spin and the husbands and sons weave so that they may fairly be reckoned independent having also a little money in hand to buy coffee brandy and some other superficies the only thing i disliked was the military service which trammels them more than i at first imagined it is true that the militia is only called out once a year yet in case of war they have no alternative but must abandon their families even the manufacturers are not exempt though the miners are in order to encourage undertakings which require a capital at the commencement and what appears more tyrannical the inhabitants of certain districts are appointed for the land others for the sea service consequently a peasant born a soldier is not permitted to follow his inclination should it lead him to go to sea a natural desire near so many seaports in these regulations the arbitrary government 
the king of denmark being the most absolute monarch in europe appears which in other respects seeks to hide itself in a lenity that almost renders the laws nullities if any alteration of old customs is thought of the opinion of the old country is required and maturely considered i have several times had occasion to observe that fearing to appear tyrannical laws are allowed to become obsolete which ought to be put in force or better substituted in their stead for this mistaken moderation which borders on timidity favours the least respectable part of the people i saw on my way not only good parsonages houses but comfortable dwellings with glebe land for the clerk always a consequential man in every country a being proud of a little smattering of learning to use the appropriate epithet and vain of the stiff good breeding reflected from the vicar though the civility practised in his company gives it a peculiar cast the widow of the clergyman is allowed to receive the benefit of the living for a twelvemonth after the death of the incumbent arriving at the ferry the passage over to moss is about six or eight english miles i saw the most level shore i had yet seen in norway the appearance of the circumjacent country had been preparing me for the change of scene which was to greet me when i reached the coast for the grand features of nature had been dwindling into prettiness as i advanced yet the rocks on a smaller scale were finely wooded to the water's edge little art appeared yet sublimity everywhere gave place to elegance the road had often assumed the appearance of a gravelled one made in pleasure grounds whilst the trees excited only an idea of embellishment meadows like lawns in an endless variety displayed the careless grace of nature and the ripening corn gave a richness to the landscape analogues with the other objects never was a southern sky more beautiful nor more soft as gales indeed i am led to conclude that the sweetest summer in the world is the northern one the vegetation being quick and luxuriant the moment the earth is loosed from its icy fetters and the bound streams regain their wonted activity the balance of happiness with respect to climate may be more equal than i at first imagined for the inhabitants described with warmth the pleasures of a winter at the thoughts of which i shudder not only their parties of pleasure but of business are reserved for this season when they travel with astonishing rapidity the most direct way skimping over hedge and ditch on entering moss i was struck by the animation which seemed to result from industry the richest of the inhabitants keep shops resembling in their manners and even the arrangement of their houses the tradespeople of yorkshire with an air of more independence or rather consequence from feeling themselves the first people in the place i had not time to see the ironworks belonging to mr anchor of christiania a man of fortune and enterprise and i was not very anxious to see them after having viewed those at lorig here i met with an intelligent literary man who was anxious to gather information from me relative to the past and present situation of france the newspapers printed at copenhagen as well as those in england gave the most exaggerated accounts of their atrocities and distresses but the former without any apparent comments or inferences still the norwegians though more connected with the english speaking their language and copying their manners 
wish well to the publican cause and follow with the most lively interest the successors of the french arms so determined were they in fact to excuse everything disgracing the struggle of freedom by admitting the tyrant's plea necessity that i could hardly persuade them that the robespierre was a monster the discussion of this subject is not so general as in england being confined to the few the clergy and physicians with a small portion of people who have a literary turn and leisure the greater part of the inhabitants having a variety of occupations being owners of ships shopkeepers and farmers have employment enough at home and their ambition to become rich may tend to cultivate the common sense which characterises and narrows both their hearts and views confirming the former to their families taking the handmaids of it into the circle of pleasure if not of interest and the latter to the inspection of their workmen including the noble science of bargain-making that is everything at the cheapest and selling it at the dearest rate i am now more than ever convinced that it is an intercourse with men of science and artists which not only diffuse taste but gives that freedom to the understanding without which i have seldom met with much benevolence of character on a larger scale besides through you do not hear much of pilfering and stealing in norway yet they will with a quiet conscience buy things at a price which must convince them they were stolen i had an opportunity of knowing that two or three reputable people had purchased some articles of vagrants who were detected how much of the virtue which appears in the world is put on for the world and how little detected by self-respect so little that i am ready to repeat the old question and ask where is truth or rather principle to be found these are perhaps the vapourings of a heart ill at ease diffusions of a sensibility wounded almost to madness but enough of this we will discuss the subject in another state of existence where truth and justice will reign how cruel are the injuries which make us quarrel with human nature at present black melancholy hovers round my footsteps and sorrow shreds a mildew over all the future prospects which hope no longer gilds a rainy morning prevented my enjoying the pleasure the view of a picturesque country would have afforded me for though this road passed through a country a greater extent of which was under cultivation than i had usually seen here it nevertheless retained all the wild charms of norway rocks still enclosed the valleys the great sides of which enlivened their verdure lakes appeared like branches of the sea and branches of the sea assumed the appearance of tranquil lakes whilst streamlets prattled amongst the pebbles and the broken mass of stone which had rolled into them giving fantastic turns to the trees the roots of which they barred it is not in fact surprising that the pine should be often undermined it shoots its fibres in such horizontal directions merely on the surface of the earth requiring only enough to cover those that cling to the crags nothing proves to me so clearly that it is the air which principally nourishes trees and plants as the flourishing appearance of these pines the firs demanding a deeper soil are seldom seen in equal health or so numerous on the barren cliffs they take shelter in the crevices or where after some revolving ages the pines have prepared them a footing approaching or rather descending into christiania 
though the weather continued a little cloudy my eyes were charmed with the view of an extensive undulated valley stretching out under the shelter of a noble amphitheatre of pine-covered mountains farmhouses scattered about animated nay graced a scene which still retained so much of its native wildness that the art which appeared seemed so necessary it was scarcely perceived cattle were grazing in the shaven meadows and the lively green on their swelling sides contrasted with the ripening corn and rye the corn that grew on the slopes had not indeed the laughing luxuriance of plenty which i have seen in more genial climes a fresh breeze swept across the grain parting its slender stalks but the wheat did not wave its head with its wonted careless dignity as if nature had crowned it the king of plants the view immediately on the left as we drove down the mountain was almost spoilt by the depredations committed on the rocks to make alum i do not know the process i only saw that the rocks looked red after they had been burnt and regretted that the operation should leave a quantity of rubbish to introduce an image of human industry in the shape of destruction the situation of christiania is certainly uncommonly fine and i never saw a bay that so forcibly gave me an idea of a place of safety from the storms of the ocean all the surrounding objects were beautiful and even grand but neither the rocky mountains nor the woods that graced them could be compared with the sublime prospects i had seen to the westward and as for the hills caked with eternal snow mr cox's description led me to look for them but they had flown for i looked vainly around for this noble background a few months ago the people of christiania rose exasperated by the scarcity and consequent high price of grain the immediate cause was the shipping of some said to be from moss but which they suspected was only a pretext to send it out of the country and i am not sure that they were wrong in the conjecture such are the tricks of trade they threw stones at mr anchor the owner of it as he rode out of town to escape from their fury they assembled about his house and the people demanded afterwards with so much impetuosity the liberty of those who were taken up in consequence of the tumult that the grand bailiff thought it prudent to release them without further altercation you may think me too severe on commerce but from the manner it is at present carried on little can be advanced in favour of a pursuit that wears out the most sacred principles of humanity and rectitude what is speculation but a species of gambling i might have said fraud in which address generally gains the prize i was led into these reflections when i heard of some tricks practised by merchants miscalled reputable and certainly men of property during the present war in which common honesty was violated damaged goods and provisions having been shipped for the express purpose of falling into the hands of the english who had pledged themselves to reimburse neutral nations for the cargoes they seized cannon also sent back as unfit for service had been shipped as a good speculation the captain receiving orders to cruise about till he fell in with an english frigate many individuals i believe have suffered by the seizures of their vessels still i am persuaded that the english government has been very much imposed upon the charges made by merchants who contrived to get their ships taken this censure is not confined to the danes a jew for the present 
i must take advantage of a moment of fine weather to walk out to see the town at christiania i met with that polite reception which rather characterises the progress of manners in the world than of any particular portion of it the first evening of my arrival i supped with some of the most fashionable people of the place and almost imagined myself in a circle of english ladies so much did they resemble them in manners dress and even in beauty for the fairest of my countrywomen would not have been sorry to rank with the grand bailiff's lady there were several pretty girls present but she outshone them all and what interested me more i could not avoid observing that in acquiring the easy politeness which distinguishes people of quality she had preserved her norwegian simplicity there was in fact a graceful timidity in her address expressively charming this surprised me a little because her husband was quite a frenchman of the ancien regime or rather a courtier the same kind of animal in every country here i saw the cloven foot of despotism i boasted to you that they have no vicary in norway but these grand bailiffs particularly the superior one who resides at christiania are political monsters of the same species needy sycophants provided for by their relations and connections at copenhagen as their other courts and through the norwegians are not in the abject state of the irish yet this second-hand government is still felt by their being deprived of several natural advantages to benefit the domineering state the grand bailiffs are mostly noblemen from copenhagen who act as men of common minds will always act in such situations aping a degree of courtly parade which clashes with the independent character of a magistrate besides they have a degree of power over the country judges which some of them who exercise a jurisdiction truly patriarchal most painfully feel i can scarcely say why my friend but in this city thoughtfulness seemed to be sliding into melancholy or rather dullness the fire of fancy which had been kept alive in the country was almost extinguished by reflections on the ills that harassed such a large portion of mankind i felt like a bird fluttering on the ground unable to mount yet unwilling to crawl tranquilly like a reptile whilst still conscious it had wings i walked out for the open air is always my remedy when an aching head proceeds from an oppressed heart chance directed my steps toward the fortress and the sight of the slaves working with chains on their legs only served to embitter me still more against the regulations of society which treated knaves in such a different manner especially as there were degree of energy in some of their countenances which unavoidably excited my attention and almost created respect i wish to have seen through an iron grate the face of a man who has been confined six years for having induced the farmers to revolt against some impositions of the government i could not obtain a clear account of the affair yet as the complaint was against some farmers of taxes i am inclined to believe that it was not totally without foundation he must have possessed some eloquence or have had truth on his side for the farmers rose by hundreds to support him and were very much exasperated at his imprisonment which will probably last for life though he has sent several very spirited remonstrances to the upper court which makes the judges so averse to giving a sentence 
which may be cavilled at that they take advantage of the glorious uncertainty of the law to protect a decision which is only to be regulated by reason of state the greater number of the slaves i saw here were not confined for life their labour is not hard and they work in the open air which prevents their constitutions from suffering by imprisonment still as they are allowed to associate together and boast of their dexterity not only to each other but to the soldiers around them in the garrison they commonly it is natural to conclude go out more confirmed and more expert knaves than when they entered it is not necessary to trace the origin of the association of ideas which led me to think that the stars had gold keys which surrounded me the evening before disgraced the wearers as much as the fetters i was viewing perhaps more i even began to investigate the reasons which led me to suspect that the former produced the latter the norwegians are extravagantly fond of courtly distinction and of titles though they have no immunities annexed to them and are easily purchased the proprietors of mines have many privileges they are almost exempt from taxes and the peasantry born on their estate as well as on those the counts are not born soldiers or sailors one distinction or rather trophy of nobility which i might have occurred to the hottentots amused me it was a bunch of hogs bristles placed on the horses heads surmounting that part of the harness to which a round piece of brass often dangles fatiguing the eye with its idle motion from the fortress i returned to my lodging and quickly was taken out of town to be shown a pretty villa and english garden to a norwegian both might have been objects of curiosity and of use by exciting to the comparison which leads to improvement but whilst i gazed i was employed in restoring the place to nature or taste by giving it the character of the surrounding scene serpentine walks and flowering shrubs looked trifling in a grand recess of the rocks shaded by towering pines groves of smaller trees might have been sheltered under them which would have melted into the landscape displaying only the art which ought to point out the vicinity of a human abode furnished with some elegance but few people have sufficient taste to discern that the art of embellishing consists in interesting not in astonishing christiania is certainly very pleasantly situated and the environs i passed through during this ride afforded many fine and cultivated prospects but except in the first few approaching to it rarely present any combination of objects so strikingly new or picturesque as to command remembrance adieu end of letter thirteen recording by elaine webb bristol england